Welcome to the news and why it matters. A little Friday show here. Coming back on Monday, we're going to have uh, the whole crew back. Uh, Glenn will be back. Sarah Gonzalez will be back. So it'll be lots of fun. Hopefully, Jason won't be back. Um, so it'll be a great show. Uh, joining me, of course, Pat Gray and Jason Buttrell. Thank you, guys. What's your top story, Pat? The wall. Border wall. Will it be built or won't it be built? Oh, it's going to be fine, Pat. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. It shall think, be built. I think they're going to build more wall than there is border. Let's <laughs> <laughs> double up in some yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay, yeah. Jason. <laughs> um, Dallas Cowboys will advance into the next round of the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, after tomorrow evening. That will, will, will be the biggest story. I it guess will I'll be fun. From Monday. I'm really, I mean, I am looking forward to a Cowboys-Eagles ch- NFC Championship game. <laughs> oh, that would be God. amazing. It would be fun. I, say. I don't think it's going to happen. Either of them going to happen, but it would still be fun. Work, the workplace might not be safe that, no. that, that day. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be by myself. <laughs> um, no, my story is uh, spy games only with fake spies. Hmm. Uh, and I'm going to go with the um, Electoral College. Uh, th- they want to change this already, Democrats. This is a big priority for Democrats, and there's mm-hmm. some reason to believe they could actually get it done. But first, we'll start with Pat. Uh, well, the border wall uh, in, in the beginning was going to be uh, built a- across the whole border. I mean, that's the way it was kind of sold, wasn't it? The entire border. It, entire border. We need the wall. This is a long time coming. We're going to build it, whatever it takes, and Mexico's going to pay for it. Then it became, well, I mean, there's a lot of terrain and rivers and dirt in the way. So we can't, can't build, build the whole wall, but we're going to build a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Then it was, you know, maybe half, and then it was maybe, you know, a third. I, I don't know. Not like Now it's a block and a half or something. <laughs> and we're not really going to build anything new. We're going to fix some of the, you know, we're going to mend and uh, we're going to shore up some of the stuff that is and already there. Who's going to pay for it? And the Mexico is going to pay. For, well, no. Okay. <laughs> the uh, USMCA trade deal will pay for this. Uh, no. <laughs> a, it's not in operation yet. And B, that's not what we were promised. So anyway, uh, Trump actually backed off his pledge uh, when this whole... Um, shut down the government thing happened, and then he got firm again. And so now the Democrats have dug in, and the president is dug in, and somebody, somebody's going to have to cave in over this. Is it going to be the Democrats? I don't think so, because they think they have the American people on their side. And according to polls, I guess they kind of do. I think it's a question of pain tolerance, really. I mean, how yeah, long before? How long before you cave? But right, and I, I, I still. We were talking about this on radio earlier, and I, I don't know. Like, I don't think Trump can cave on this. He's he's already tested the waters when he backtracked. What was that? What a month ago or so ago? Uh, and then there's just a huge backlash, and he had to reverse his, you know, because he was already backing off. Mm-hmm. He was he was already getting that statement to say, well, mm-hmm. yeah, it is like Lindsey Graham said, and it's a metaphor. And which actually, come to think about it, it's easier to get Mexico to pay for a metaphor. That's a, <laughs> that's a lot cheaper <laughs> than is. actual physical wall. It is. Um, but but he but he saw that okay, yeah. But we also know. Let's address that. It was not a metaphor. No, it was an actual physical. Yes structure between us and Mexico. Not only did he actually describe in detail the the height, the 30 feet, he said it's 40 a couple times, but mostly 30 feet, and he said it was concrete. Um, they went through all the details, and then they built uh, they, they built the uh, first prototypes. prototypes yeah. I mean, we, we saw what yeah. they thought it was going to look like, and yeah. now we're like, oh, well, actually, it's slats. It's a steel slats. And slats aren't really a wall. No, I mean, by my definition, there are some things that can make them more effective. Like, for example, you can actually look through and see on the other side. There are some yeah. reasons to think that that would be a good option. It's just not what was promised, and we all know that. Although yeah. I, you know, we certainly, I know Pat uh, and I for sure, because we promised we would eat our underwear if it was actually built. 
I never, certainly never believed Mexico was paying for it, but no. never believed the wall was actually coming. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, if he can, it's, 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 I have such a low expectation for Washington in general. Me too. Um, you know, that I never believed. But this is hilarious. This is $5 billion, which none, no party would even blink at for something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to build a crazy, like, loop-de-loop, uh, you know, tunnel <laughs> underneath uh, New York that's going to cost $20 billion? For gerbils? Yeah, for gerbils. <laughs> Only for the gerbils. Okay. Yeah, we, we'll High-speed monorail for gerbils. No, no rats. No mice. But Only absolutely gerbils. on no the gerbils. gerbils. Yeah, we can get that done. <laughs> it's going to cost $20 billion, but who cares? Right you know, up. for the gerbils. Yeah. yeah. $5 billion for security they won't even consider it and this is why i think the democrats are in the in in a position that they absolutely adore right now because they know the only reason you're right five billion dollars who cares it doesn't mean anything and they're not building the whole wall anyway i mean it will help in certain areas right where where this is but generally speaking it's not going to make a huge impact on illegal immigration either The, the the thing that they love about it is they know how important it is to trump so they can exploit that. Mm-hmm. They can exploit that and say, all right, we're going to sit back. I'm going to sit back mm-hmm. and do nothing. Uh, we're going to sit back and let you suffer uh, until you give us whatever we want. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Trump has already said on the record, this is my shutdown. I will take responsibility for it. I want border security. Give it to me. As you pointed out, Pat, the polls are not good on this issue nationally. It's a 60 to 37 opposed on a wall. Only, yeah. It's only, um, I think it's 79-16 among Republicans, but the other groups are complete disasters. So it's popular with the base, but not popular overall. So the Democrats can sit here and say, you know what? Let me give you a nightly update on every newscast uh, where we're going to show 10 uh, families who are not getting paid from their government jobs. And we're going to say it's your fault. And then we're going to play the video over and over and over again of you saying it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, yeah. they love this idea because... They do. And you know what? The money was never the issue for me anyway. No. When he said Mexico was going to pay for it, I, I knew Mexico no, wasn't going to pay for it. But it was okay because as long as it gets built, that's something that's worth doing. Yeah. Uh, despite the cost. Let's say it costs $20 billion. Who doesn't think it's worth our, our national security to shore up our border for $20 billion? If it was $30 billion, I would do it. Uh, and we should pay for it. But if you wanted Mexico to pay for it, there are ways that you could get that done by you, you could put a tax on all the money that's sent back home from here to Mexico. Uh, you could raise the money easily that way. And then you can claim Mexico has paid for it. Instead, it's kind of we've kind of caved on that completely. Yeah, I mean, and the USMCA, which is the new uh, trade agreement, is Almost identical to NAFTA. Very I mean, close. It's almost the exact same thing. There were with some a cooler acronym. Yeah, yeah. right. The, Minus cool, the A. Yes, yes. I know. I know you <laughs> love the USMC. Um, you know, it's a. It's a. It, there are some improvements as far as modernizing trade, which were necessary and would have happened anyway. There are some improvements and some bad things in there, but generally speaking, it's basically the mm-hmm. same deal. We're not. We're not getting anything. No, no, it's not. Getting, the wall is not getting paid for by that uh, thing. And as you point out, it's not even. It's not even in action yet. Um, I think uh, when you look at this as like a, as you step back and you say. How do we know whether the Democrats believe they're in a good position? The easiest way is to quantify it this way. Right now, uh, Donald Trump is, is floating uh, to Democrats that he will give them DACA, uh, the Deferred Action for Children, whatever the heck it is. Um, it's basically the dreamers, right? The dreamers who have been here, they were children when they came over here, and oh gosh, you know, we got we to help them. Um, and it's the thing that Obama said he could not do without a law passed, then did it anyway, unconstitutionally. Mm-hmm. And then Trump has come in and let it go for a long time, threatened to get rid of it, but it's still in, in place with court rulings and stuff in, in the middle. Um, <laughs> but he's saying, I'll give you the law. 
I'll give you the law. You take DACA. We'll, we'll, we'll sort that one out forever. And you give me $5 billion in wall funding. The Democrats are saying, no, that's not enough. We want more for your wall funding. One year ago, one year ago, that's it. In January of 2018, the mm. Democrats for DACA offered full border wall funding. The entire thing done uh, for uh, DACA. Now he's asking for only $5 billion, which is like a quarter or less of the cost. And they're saying no. That's how much they think their position has improved. And there is an argument out there that, you know, the biggest political mistake of Donald Trump's presidency is not taking that deal back then. Because he would have had the wall Mm. off the table. He wouldn't have had to deal with it for the election. He could have said, I mean, it still wouldn't have been the wall initially talked about, but it would have been a significant portion of it. It would have been something Uh, better than we're talking about right now. We still wouldn't be eating our underwear, let's be clear. uh, Because we said 90% to get there. Uh, But, you know, it still would have been something significant. His supporters could say, see, he delivered on that promise. Uh, And I don't know that the supporters really would have cared about DACA. I mean, I think there's a real weird signal you're sending, an incentive to people. If you're saying, hey, you know, come over here Uh and uh, you'll be excused later on from being here illegally. Like, that's not a good thing. And it's not what I thought was coming out of this administration. It's the game we played for decades, though. Yeah, that's hilarious. If they would have floated this in the campaign, that, yeah, we'll accept DACA. You know, oh, for, my God. They, they would have got, worked. They would have gone the way of you know who Marco Rubio. You know who, and that's exactly who did, who exactly who yeah. did float an idea just like that was Marco Rubio, yeah. who got destroyed for being weak on the border. Yep. Um, you know, Lindsey Graham, uh, same type of thing. It wasn't always the wall. It was sometimes other security measures. But they were absolutely in for that. And, and Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush, the DACA thing was a big Jeb Bush pitch. It was a big Jeb Bush pitch. Now we're talking about giving it to them for what? One-tenth of the promised wall? Yeah. The, the, the Democrats see that and realize we can wait this guy out. And once again, they're controlling the rhetoric. They're, they've turned to this thing, and it seems to be kind of successful. It's immoral to build a wall. Right. What? It's immoral to build a wall? What are, you, what are you even talking about? If you have a fence between your property and your neighbors, is that an immoral act? No, you're trying to keep order in the neighborhood, right? You're trying to keep your kids from getting hit by cars, keep your dogs inside the yard. There's a million reasons to build some security around where you live. How much more important it is, is it for a sovereign nation of 325 million people to have some sort of... Protection. But who, yeah. but who, who on the right is is making these arguments that, that we are right now? No one is actually explaining no. anything. I know. I mean, literally, you could take one guy to say, "Look, all a wall does is show the people that want to come in the correct places where they can come in." Yeah, yeah. that's really all you have doors. to say. That's all you need to do. It directs you to the door. Right. I mean, that's it. and, and you, your example on the house is like you could have you could have the best friend in the world. That's your neighbor. That doesn't mean you're. That doesn't mean you don't want a fence. Likely. Right. Yeah. You still want to be protected. Um, I'll give you two people though who are making the argument. This is pretty interesting. Um, the uh, the National Border Patrol Council president, Alt, uh, Art Del Cueto, uh, was, on, uh, was at the briefing room talking with the president. Here's what he said. Um, I just want to talk about some of those criminals that Border Patrol agents apprehend on a daily basis. We're talking about murderers, rapists, uh, huh. people that commit very serious crimes in this country. ICE has been doing an amazing job in deporting a lot of these people back to their countries. Unfortunately, once we deport these people, these people will not stay in their country. These criminal aliens that have been released from jail, that have been deported, will come right back into the United States. However, if we had a physical barrier, if we had a wall, we would be able to stop that. 
And notably, I mean, Art Del Cueto <clears throat> is from Kazakhstan, I believe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I'm uh-huh, I think Kazakhstan. so. Yeah. Um, and clearly hates Hispanics. Hates Hispanics, <laughs> clearly, for sure. Right? A big Hispanic yeah. hater, as is Hector Garza, who I believe is from <laughs> Croatia. Um, here, so I think he's Serbian. He's Serbian. He's I'm sorry. Serbian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, he's all the, uh, the VP of the National Border uh, uh, Patrol Council. Watch. It has nothing to do with political parties. You all got to ask yourself this question. If I come to your home... Do you want me to knock on the front door or do you want me to climb through that window? We fully support the president and all his efforts to secure our nation's borders. It just makes sense. Yeah, of course, right? You know, of course. We all know this. This is a dumb political issue. Again, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the Democrats basically supported this, uh, you know, was 10 t- minutes ago. Yeah, it was eight years ago, nine years ago. Glenn sent me down to the border, uh, I think a couple years ago, to like see what was going on. I went down there with uh, Congressman Gohmert. And uh, I, I can totally feel, I mean, you could feel it was very palpable, you know, the Border Patrol's frustration with it. Because there's literally nothing they could do. There was, yeah. like, nothing they could do. So <clears throat> this, is, this, is, this is why it's so bad and why you need the wall. Because uh, all the uh, people that are trying to cross illegally, they cross over. And the policy is, and it's so, like, you know, overran, so, you know, so taxed, is that they get processed by the Border Patrol. They get put in buses or vans. They get taken to a processing facility where they're then given uh, basically a, an order to appear in court at a certain date and time. Mm-hmm. But they can't put them anywhere. There's like nowhere for them to put them because there's way too many. And so they're released. They, they're released. Mm-hmm. Um, they're either released to family members or sometimes not even that. Just, hey, make sure you make it back to, uh, to court. So you were trying to get in here to break the law. Now we're assuming you're going to follow the law and, and come back here at a certain date and time. No, they're off to the winds <laughs> after that. That's what the Border Patrol is like. Look, what do you want us to do? There's nothing we right. can do. Actually, the state of Texas was really, really good at this, and they understood that. So the state of Texas has actually deployed their own uh, uh, DPS officers. They po- uh, p- posted them, and they're actually on the rivers. So they're going back and forth in these like high-speed boats. Um, and the moment they see them attempting to try and cross the river, they turn them back. So then they can't. Then they haven't stepped on you know United States soil, mm-hmm. and we we're not, you know, we're not we can't take them. It's just a disaster down there. All right, back with more in a second. It's so frustrating. Any sense. I listen to you can't solve this. Nope. You know? It just doesn't seem like it should be that Following the uh, 2016 election, I wrote a piece um, about the things I learned. Here's my observations for the election. Let me give you uh, number five. This is back in 2016. I believe we posted this the day after the election. Um, do we have the text here for that? Um, there it is. Uh, if the popular votes hold, as we know they did, this will be the second time in five elections that Democrats have won the popular vote and lost. They are going to come after the Electoral College, and a lot of people on both sides will listen to them. The argument for it is nuanced and takes using your noodle. Not exactly America's strong suit at the moment, <laughs> uh, which all that I stand by completely. Um, and it looks like it's true now. We have uh, today, first day of Democratic control. One of the first things they have done, they've in- introduced a bill to overturn the Electoral College. Um, and while it seems like a crazy reach, it's like one of those things where you're like changing the very fundamentals of elections. It's like one of those, you know, listen to sports radio and someone has a crazy football rule change that's never going to happen. It kind of, that's what it kind of feels like to me. Mm-hmm. The one reason you, th- you do have a chance, I think, of it right now is that the only Republican supporter of getting rid of the Electoral College that I've ever seen in my entire life It happens to be Donald Trump. And this is not one of those things where Donald Trump in 2000, when he was running on this, a Reform Party candidate, said it. He's saying it now. He said it after his win. Uh, He won uh, the the Electoral College, of course, and lost the popular vote. 
Though, and this is a valid point from him, you know, if, I, if it was a popular vote contest, I would have gone after the popular vote. That's not what I was doing here, which is true. And Hillary should have learned about that one. Um, but he supports this. And I don't know that he could get a lot of Republicans on his side, but if the Democrats support it and he can convince 20 loyalists in the Senate to come along with him, there's a chance that you could do something. Now, I don't know procedurally if you could actually overturn it by just passing a law. Um, you may need to do more than that. I mean, this is... Uh, Should be a constitutional would, amendment. I would think so. But again, who cares about the Constitution these days? Uh, Nobody. Doesn't seem like anybody does. Um, maybe the Supreme Court would say they had to do more, but that they are coming after it. They want this. They, because mm-hmm. if you're a Democrat and you have to campaign all over, you know, Iowa and, you know, uh, all, uh, all over uh, Michigan and Georgia and you're bouncing all over the country. Mm-hmm. Here you go to Los Angeles, you basically set up camp. You know, and you're, and you're doing Southern California and just trying to win as many votes out of Southern California as you can. They will, their population of voters are all together in cities. Mm-hmm. So it's fantastic for them. They will know how to exploit this well. And I think that's why they're going after it. Yeah, if, if you want North and South Dakota to never matter again never. in a national election, get rid of the Electoral College. And, that, and that's what will happen. And, you know, the, the representatives of those states should be yelling at the top of their lungs right now. Because you will never see a, a presidential candidate no. in Fargo, North Dakota, ever again. <laughs> uh, Helena, Montana, never again. Good luck. This, yeah. this, this scares the crap out of me. It really does. Because this is how popular. This, this is what makes us different than, than Europe. It really does. I mean, over there, if you have some crazy communist, you know, or, something, or somebody like that that wants to, like, promise everybody a bunch of free stuff, whatever, you know, get a small group of people that turns into several thousand and several million that will agree with you, like, over there, they have a chance of actually doing some damage. Over here, we don't. Like, the founders mm-hmm. built the system, quite frankly, because they were scared to death of this. They were scared to death of populism. Alexis de Tocqueville wrote in uh, Democracy in America, he, said, he called it the tyranny of the majority. And it's exactly what he described. He said uh, yeah. there, it's a small group of people that eventually convinced the masses that will then oppress uh, the smaller people. I saw a, uh, a smaller number of people. I saw a uh, right after the uh, election. So it was right before the inauguration uh, uh, of, of Donald Trump. The, they got it's Martin Sheen and a few other uh, um, stars that came out, and they were actually quoting the Federalist Papers, yeah, trying to say, this. do you remember, remember that? that yep. It was like, oh, my gosh. It was like a, a, kind of like a very dramatic, the more you know type video. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, this was they, the Electoral College was supposed mm-hmm. to be, you know, it was made to protect us from a demagogue. No, it wasn't. It, that's not exactly. That's not at all what it was for. No. They, they were quoting a Hamilton uh, Federalist Papers, and I, I'd like to, I, I remember because I just did this, uh, I just happened to have this up. Um, I did some research before, and I was reading through uh, Madison's Federalist Number Ten, and this is this is amazing. He's, uh, Madison was talking about governments that are under direct democracy, and he goes, "Those uh, governments, quote, have have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contention, have ever been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of property, and have in general been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths." <laughs> they knew exactly where this road leads. They did to. exactly. They did. This is what we have been protected from. And now they're threatening to screw that up. That's why every chance I get when people call this a democracy, it's not a democracy. We've got to get that Thank through that. people's heads. It's a republic. And we had an assist from uh, Prager University on this one, actually. They had a yeah. video out about the Electoral College. Here's a clip of it. The founders had no intention of creating a pure majority rule democracy. They knew from careful study of history what most have forgotten today or never learned. Pure democracies do not work. They implode. 
Democracy has been colorfully described as two wolves and a lamb voting on what's for dinner. In a pure democracy, fair majorities can easily tyrannize the rest of a country. The founders wanted to avoid this at all costs. This is why we have three branches of government, executive, legislative, and judicial. It's why each state has two senators, no matter what its population, but also different numbers of representatives based entirely on population. It's why it takes a supermajority in Congress and three quarters of the states to change the Constitution. And it's why we have the Electoral College. I mean, it's totally true. I mean, this yeah. was a big debate. I mean, the, the idea between representatives and two per state was a big, that was a compromise, right? I mean, they, came, yes. they were able to compromise to that so that these small states don't get completely wiped off the map because no one would care. The cities would, would run the policy. They'd run everything. And you know that's not what they intended here. Watching that, it reminds me of like I, I always think we, we put too much emphasis on who is elected president. Yes, I really don't care. Like or who or, or Nicasio Cortez or whoever. Yeah, well, like, that especially. Like who like who cares? Like the, the way the system is built with the electoral college and with the three branches of government, it's supposed to not run. That's what no one gets, and everyone trying to analyze it and say, this is how we do it to make it more efficient. No, it's not supposed to be efficient. Like, I personally hate it. Mm-hmm. I hated the past few years when we controlled every single branch of government, and it was the party that I used to stand by, which it's very difficult to do anymore. I don't like it. I don't want the government to be running lockstep. But even when it was set up to run lockstep together, it still didn't run efficiently. We didn't get anything done. Right. That's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's supposed to be hard yeah. to get things done. Because only when, large when numbers who agree can get something done. And when it's easy, you get really bad things pushed through very quickly. Yes. It's like, whoa, wait, we dump too late. Sorry. Take your time. I mean, imagine a pure democracy after, you know, a shooting, right? Like oh, the yeah. day after the we'd shooting, they'd, they'd, throw, like, they'd put votes up there with massive gun control and you'd never get the rights back. Right. You know, this is the why uh, the Democrats try so hard to use emotion in these situations, because they know if they can get people emotional for a longer, a long enough period of time after a terrible tragedy, they can get these rights taken away or at least attempt to. Um, so far, they haven't been able to do it for long enough because the, this government is specifically designed to stop them from doing it. And the only time it didn't was Obamacare. And it completely kind of fascinates me. It's like yeah. crazy. Like, and you know, you see the way it was done, the way it was done, it's never, probably never going away. I don't know if they can, but a judge actually, the Supreme Court judge actually ruled in their favor, which is insane. Oh, don't, get it. don't get me started on Roberts. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we're back in a second here. I'm going to use a live on Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Homophobe Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Oscars until people realized what a homophobe the homophobe is. Uh, I think you remember the story from a couple weeks ago. Um, And it was a, uh, we, we called it out at the time, it was ridiculous. Uh, Kevin Hart made a couple of, uh, yeah, I guess, tasteless jokes back Which in the day. Which he'd already apologized for. Already apologized for years and years and years ago. Had not been making the same types of jokes for years and years and years. People went back and dug out his, his tweets. Which, if you're a celebrity, I don't know why you're not just deleting your tweets past a few months. I mean, at this point, I don't know. Delete what, Twitter. Right? Right? Yeah, yeah, delete, yeah. Maybe you should yeah. just delete it completely. Um, so they, they, they found this. They brought it, made it up into a big deal. At first, he tried to ignore it. Uh, then um, they demanded he apologize. The Oscars, who were gonna, he was going to host the Oscars. Demanded he apologize. He basically said, 
I'm going to step down. And by the way, yeah, I'll apologize again, which was a weird way of handling it. But I mean, it was a, you know, an incredible amount of pressure over like a 48 hour period and he gave into it. Um, so it's interesting now to see what's going on. It seems as if there is an effort afoot to get him to back to hosting the Oscars. I think most people correctly thought that this was a ridiculous decision. Um, and to do this, there's only one way to do it, Pat, I think. Uh, the cleansing waters yes. of Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, and he, he <laughs> dunked into those cleansing waters yesterday, which is uh, pretty amazing. Because, you know, here you've got a well-known homosexual woman, a lesbian, uh, basically saying, hey, this guy's great and he's not what you're saying he is and he should host the Oscars. Yeah, um, pretty amazing. We actually have the, uh, the video of that watch. So I... I called the Academy today because mm-hmm. I, I really want you to host the Oscars. I think mm. that I was so excited when I heard they, that they asked you. I thought it was an amazing thing. I knew how important it was and how it was a dream. So I called them. I said, Kevin's on. I have no idea if he wants to come back and host, but what are your thoughts? And they were like, oh, my God, we, we want him to host. We feel like that maybe we, he misunderstood or it was handled wrong or maybe we said the wrong thing, but we want really? him to host. What, whatever we can do, we would be thrilled. And he should host the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't just call Kevin Hart and say, we want you to host. Like, I, the, the, I mean, that doesn't seem plausible. I mean, <laughs> It doesn't, doesn't. Seems like, hey, we were caving into pressure, Mm -hmm. and uh, we didn't want the LGBTQQIA2 plus people down our necks, and... And so they just, they were fine with him stepping aside, I think, is what happened. Yeah, although they never named a new host. No. Um, and which makes me kind of think they thought something like this might happen or it might be on the way. Um, Kevin uh, Hart responded to Ellen uh, in, just after that. We're back with this year's Oscar host, Kevin Hart. <laughs> and... I think uh, that you, you have said a lot of amazing things. You have put a lot of things on my mind. And I know where our relationship stands. So leaving here, I'm, I'm promising you I'm evaluating this conversation. This is, a, this is a conversation I needed to have. I'm glad that I had it here. And I'm glad that it was as authentic and real as I could have hoped that it would be. So let me assess just, just uh-huh. to sit right. in the space and... And really think, and <laughs> you and I will talk before anything else. Yes, okay. 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 Yes. okay. That's what which I think he's going to. Yes, I think he's I going think to. I think he will be the Oscars host. I think you're right. And then, but they will have the sketch, first of all, of him making fun of himself. Yes. And then there will be the sketch of, or not the sketch, but the moment where he says, but I want to say something serious for a minute. Homophobia is wrong. And right. any blah, 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 blah. And we'll get the kind yes. of same old talking down to a spiel as That's if we didn't know homophobia was wrong. So not what we need. We, I hope he takes it, too, because this is the perfect example. Because I thought this was the perfect example before for them to, like, okay, say, okay, fine. He did this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and let him host. And then they could have came out and said, this is what I hope he says now. Instead of the, that rant, I hope he does this rant where he says, look, we got to stop condemning people to death, basically, everything they've said multiple mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. People mm-hmm. do change. And we've got to stop looking at comedy. Comedy, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. We've got to stop looking at that as if you're reading, you know, the dictionary or yeah. something like that. You're an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. It's comedy, for crying out loud. It needs to end right here. And this could be the perfect example. I want him to bring really Aziz cool. Ansari and Louis C.K. out right now. <laughs> like, hey, guess what? We're all hosted. You ready? Are you Oscars? I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a, I mean, and, and again, I think we said this at the, be- at the very beginning of this. 
that if you if you really believed uh, he was a homophobe, and he does not admit to that, by the way, he just says like I was making I was going for cheap laughs, and I and I've changed my mind on that because I don't think it's the right way to do it. Which is you know it's not him. He wasn't a homophobe at the time, right? Um, but. Uh, you know, if you think he's a homophobe, you think he's just a terrible person. Well, if he goes 10 years without doing any of that stuff, isn't this the example of what you want? You want someone to be to come along to your way of thinking. Instead, now we punish people for coming along to your way of thinking. You know, if, you, if you're Richard Spencer and you stick to your white supremacy, well, then, you know, you're on Twitter and you're having arguments and that's it. You know, Kevin Hart seems to have come to the position they actually want him to have, and they still punish the guy. So I, 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 I'm completely behind this effort. He should, he should be able to host the Oscars. It was ridiculous when he got pulled in the first place. You guys agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. All right. It's the news and why it matters. It gets a lot better on Monday because Sarah's back and not doing my job a lot better than I've been doing it. Uh, and Glenn joins as well. So it's, there's some up and some down. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.